Oh, how the tables have turned, Molly, from a 2-0 series lead from 10-2, the Rangers outscoring the Devils. It felt like the Devils had home ice advantage, just like the Rangers at the Garden. This thing's all knotted up, and we may have our prediction come true. This thing is going at least six and maybe seven. Yeah, just another missed opportunity by the Rangers. I think back to the Lightning series, and I know it was a completely different dynamic. The Rangers just ran out of gas in that third round series against the Lightning last season. But I just think about how much they talked about closing out their opponents and how important it is to get that third game. And the Rangers really didn't come close to it. I know it was a toss up in the overtime game in game three, but just a missed opportunity for the Rangers, I think. And and they've let this Devils team get confident and that's not what they want in this situation. Larry Brooks of the New York Post will join us to break down what the heck just happened and how the rest of the series may play out. Well, we'll keep things a little positive as we go to the Brantham. It's John Brancy, opera singer, national anthem, Ranger extraordinaire. And the better-looking version of me, John Brancy, will join up in the Blue Siege from the New York Post, and it's coming up next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Up in the Blue Seats, our New York Rangers podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here with Rangers beat writer Molly Walker and the Post. Larry Brooks is with us here in the open. We will have John Brancy, National Anthem, Rangers opera singer, coming up later to keep things a little positive. But we got to start with the negative because the Rangers crapped the bed in uh, at the Garden. In their home building, fans might have paid their rent to get into the building and they might be asking for a refund. We'll hand it off to you first, Molly. Ladies first here on up in the blue seats. What in Lord's name happened? Back-to-back losses. This thing's all tied up. Look, the Rangers weren't impressive in either games three or four, but I do genuinely believe that game three was a toss-up, went to overtime, could have gone both ways. We could be sitting with a 3-1 series right now. You know, it could have gone either way. But game four was pretty disappointing, just in terms of the all-around effort no urgency, zero regard for the possibility that they were going to completely lose their grip on this series. But again, everything that the Rangers did incredibly well in games one and two just kind of disappeared. And I think a a really underrated part of that has been the power play. The power play scores four goals through the first two games. And that was a huge part of how they built that two to nothing series lead. And it's just gone absolutely cold in the last two games. So I think that's a pretty underrated part of it, but just a very disappointing showing in game four and the kind of loss that is going to give the Devils confidence. And I think giving this Devils team confidence is a death wish for this Rangers team. So we'll see how the rest of the series unfolds, but that game four loss kind of set the tone for the rest of the series, which is not a good thing for the Rangers. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think the word is disappointing. That's the feeling I've, I've, I think everyone is left with. Um, 
not so much disappointing that they lost, but but the way they played. The power play looked like, you know, the, the power play has been a feast or famine issue for going going back for a while. I mean, when it's humming, it, it looks, you know, it, it's unstoppable. Omnipotent. <laughs> it, it gives it gives them a lot of their identity, their offensive identity. Of course it does, because their top players are on it. Um, and when their top players are feeling it on the power play, they're generally feeling it at five on five too. Um, the Devils have, you know, after the first two games, they've made adjustments. They uh, took Kreider away. They they made it much more difficult to get the puck to Kreider. They are forcing the Rangers at the top. They're they're taking away Adam Fox as much as they can. They're not allowing him to enter the zone. There's just puck pressure everywhere, and you know. <laughs> The power play is 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 a sum of its components, and right now one of their components, Artemi Panarin, is 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 is, is just um, you know his 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 play is, is has has deteriorated game by game, I would say, and and uh, you know when you have one of those guys and and such a critical guy um, not being not being able to meet the moment, it's a major issue. Yeah, they they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough anything. <laughs> And, and you know, the interesting thing, which I was just thinking, is the Devils played extremely well. The De- the Rangers barely showed up, and it's a one-one game in the third period. So you know, so it's it's not it shouldn't be all gloom and doom on their side, but they just need to pick it up. And and you know, when you, when their best players are being outplayed by the Devils' third and fourth lines, then then that's the third line really. Um, then that's really an issue. I mean, you know, we're, we're in the same spot as we were last year. Zibanejad hasn't scored. Last year, Zibanejad was was dealing with uh, Sidney Crosby. Then he was dealing in the second round with Jordan Stahl. Now he's kind of playing, you know, the matchups aren't, aren't set. Against, look, Nico Heischer is a good player, but he's not Crosby. Um, he's not on that much against Hughes. He hasn't been on that much against Hughes, that line. So, you know, Zabanajet hasn't scored. They have to have him scoring. He does, yes, he does all of these other things, but that's that's part of it. You know, scoring is part of it, and he understands that. And I talked to him for a fair amount of time after the game. Of, you know, just he and I speaking, and he knows what's expected of him. He's he's just got to do it. Panera now is a mystery. You know, I, I thought his first two games was disciplined. He you know he simplified his game. He was zero giveaways. Zero giveaways. He was he was part of that. He was he was part of the effort. And the last two games, it just seems like he's become more and more frustrated. And I thought last night it looked like he went into a shell almost. You know, he he. I I don't. He there was there was one cross ice pass he made. I think in the third period that could have led to a goal. Maybe it was the second. But you know, other than that, it's hard to remember him having the puck. You know, their top players, Kane. You know, Kane was ineffective. Uh, Kreider last night had his first ineffective game of the series, I would say. Yeah, they just need more from everybody. The Devils look like they did during the regular season. They look quick, you know, fast, um, unencumbered. You know, the first couple of games, it looked like, they, you know, maybe they were not ready for prime time. And I think, the, I think to give them credit, of course, but I think the Rangers let them back in, too, by, by – uh, they vowed not to allow the home crowd to impact them. I think they did to a degree on Saturday. Crowdsman is almost as disappointing as the Rangers, although although you know what? The Rangers are getting paid to play 
the fans playing. So you know, but but I think the atmosphere wasn't quite what what we all expected. There's a lot of work to do, and I think it's a good thing for the Rangers that they have a couple of days off. I think they need this. I think they need today to to wash out the last two games. And I think tomorrow, uh, I think they need tomorrow to get back to work and and figure out a way, whether that means they're going to switch up their power play units. And I, I don't think it's a matter of, of personnel on the unit. Yeah, I asked I asked Turk last night if he was thinking that he would do that. And he did. He actually thought that the power play was a little bit better in game four, which yeah, I, th- I thought, I, which I, I guess. Yeah, it's still not producing, but uh, to some to a certain degree, I guess I agree. But it doesn't sound like he's going to make any personnel changes on the yeah. power plays. Yeah. And, and that's fine. Um, you know, it's about execution. It uh, is more than it's about personnel, I think. Um, um, Schmid has changed the equation, but what he's just, have you seen him make a spectacular save? Yet? No, no. So that's, that's my, that's my biggest point. I think two things, one, the disparity between the Rangers in games one and two and three and four are just, it's just so glaring. The team we saw in games one and two, I think can win the cup. I mean, it, yes, the devils weren't really putting up much of a fight, but still the Rangers all around game from top to bottom, every aspect of it. Gallant called them perfect games. I think that those games one and two is a perfect blueprint. But then you look at games three and four. Yeah, the Rangers dropped off and the Devils did take a step. But I'm still not looking at this Devils team like, oh, they're going to go all the way to the cup. You know, like, I, you know, I, I'm i not overly impressed. I think Jack Hughes has done great things. Um, I think as a team, they've picked up their game a little bit better. But I I don't – they're not that much better. They're, they're not that much better, you know, like – Exactly. And, and again, the, the Rangers played poorly in two games and it's 1-1 in overtime and 1-1 in the third period. I mean, it's not as if the Devils are, it's there. are shredding the Rangers. Um, um, they're not, but 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 they're bottling up the Rangers and they're frustrating the Rangers. And you can see how frustrated the Rangers are becoming on the ice. They're, you know, they they they're they're not. They're not winning the battles, and and that you know if they had won some battles last night, the kids won some battles. They were probably the, the team's best line, but you almost have to look at: Do you need to break them up to to? I, I here's the here's the player I think has been most underserved in this series. It's Kako. I think Kako's I, I think Kako's playing the best of the three at this point. I think I and you know and, and he doesn't get on the second power play. I think you, you know you really need to need to take a look. And getting Kako a little more ice time. What would be a major shift would be moving Kako up with Zabanajed and and Kreider. Yeah, I don't and know if they're going to do that. Going to do that because it disrupts everything. It, dis- it disrupts a lot. It means moving Kane down to playing with Heedle. I don't think he's playing second with Philip Heedle. I think he. I think there was one game because I was looking back at it. Actually, I was looking at the kid lines numbers. They played. I think it was all but one of the final 36 games of the regular season together. And it was, and it was that alignment. It was Kane on the third line with Lafreniere and Heedle. Okay. So that's, that's, you know, that would be their move, but it would be a pretty dramatic move. I just would like to see Kako get a little more ice time. I don't know where it comes from though, because, you know, you don't want to take Lafreniere off the, off the second power play. I don't think, um, certainly not taking Heedle off. So, I think that would be a reactionary move, you know, because of what we saw in games one and two that, you know, that's still attainable. It's not like they've fallen so far away from, you know, but they've gone into deep, they've gone into deep funks before where, where the power play doesn't 
self-correct after two games. We're at three, four, or five, or seven. It takes a long, and there's no time in the playoffs. And that's and that's the thing with with Mika. You know, it, it comes up so quickly. You know, you win you win the first two games five to one. Zavanajet doesn't scare. Who cares? It doesn't score. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Lose a you know two one overtime game three. Okay, still hasn't scored, but it's only three games. But now it's already four games, and you know, and they're in trouble, and they need their leading goal scorer. It just you know you don't have a lot of time to to correct. Um, in the playoffs, it just rushes at you, and and the fact that they they have been in one one games maybe is is you know I think I think the Devils are probably looking at why can't Timo Meyer score? Honestly, Timo Meyer had you know he's he's been a factor because he's been he's been everywhere, aggravating, and he's been an instigator, and he's been tough, and, and you know he's you know he's been a presence, but not an offensive one, you know. And, and, and this is a you know this is a forty five goal scorer. You know? Jack Hughes is the D- New Jersey Devils offense. Well, Jack Hughes is a transcendent player. Jack you know? Hughes Jack is the Hughes. New Jersey Devils yeah. offense. Right. And he's driving it. And um, um, they don't really have very many answers for him. He, he, you know, he's always has the puck. And, um, you know, they moved him to the wing a lot um, with Howell in the middle. That's probably their best setup. You know, they did make a lot of changes after the first. At the first three games, it was a different lineup every night. Yeah. and they, But again, they, they, you know, they've scored what three five on five goals you know so it's you know it's you know it's 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 on the rangers to generate it's it's on the rangers to i i don't think there's any i I don't think there's anything they can do to put doubt in the devil's minds at this point you know the devil's finished ahead of them they know they did they finished one point out of first place they're one of the top three or five teams all season um the rangers have been chasing them since november it looked like they caught up to them, but but now that you know, now that they're even, it still looks like it still seems like they're chasing them um, because they are. They were they were chasing the puck. They were chasing the Devils almost all game last night. They they've got to get back in, into some sort of um, into some sort of structured game where they own the puck in the offensive zone. They're good guys, you know. I mean, listen, this is how they're built. They're built on marquee guys. They are. They're deep. You know, they've got a good fourth line, but if the top line, you know, if the top guys aren't going, you know, the fourth line is not going to win the game for them. They, you know, they, they worked hard. They had a couple of good shifts, I thought, um, in game four, but it's on the top guys. And and this is, this is a marquee team and, you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll see if, if this team can succeed. It's, it's, um, you know, they, they've, they've made it very difficult for themselves where, where, you know, they, they, you know, it could have been easier. Right in, they had it right in front of yeah. them. Yeah. And, you know, talked about how they've known, you know, they've gone through all of these situations last year. Well, they had a two nothing lead last year, too. And, 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 you know, and in a different situation. That's what I just said but, earlier. But, but, you know, they had a two nothing. You know, so, so far they've had two nothing leads and they've lost six straight games, you know, while, while up two nothing, right? They lost four to Tampa and now to the Devils. But, you know, they were they were a better they were a better team coming from behind last year than they were in the lead series, right? I mean Capo said that to me after practice one day. Yeah, but but it's true. They never had the lead. Right. right? Never. Until the lightning series, yeah. Right. They were never ahead until until Tampa. Um, so now they're you know, they're up to nothing. Maybe they got a little comfortable. You know, maybe they 
they were very impressed with themselves too after the first two games. They were. I mean, right, rightfully so, though. But you don't really want that to show, <laughs> right? I, but you know, they were. You know, they talked about well, we know we haven't won anything, but they were really impressed. And I, I think the way they came out Saturday was was very surprising. You know, they there was no emotional lift. The way they came out last night was very surprising. There, there was there was very little, and I thought. You know, the crowd did try and get them into it last night at the start. I think it was, it was just when you, you know, when when they saw the, you know, the same type of thing happening, it was, you know, as disappointing to them, I think, probably as it was to everybody else and, and maybe to the Rangers, too. I, I you know, I, I don't know, it, but it's um, they put themselves in a very tough spot. I feel like the Rangers in games three and four started to play to the Devils game, that track meet chance for chance. And I think it was Adam Fox who said it. I don't know if it was before the series or when they got up to nothing. Someone asked about, you know, is there a part of you that does kind of want to just get into a chance for chance with this team and, and, you know, and blow them out that way. And Fox was like, no, that that's what they want. You know, that's their, that's their game. That's what they want us to do. And they've kind of done that in games three and four, let the devils dictate their speed and play their sort of style that made them so good during the regular season, that track meet chance for chance, just going back and forth. Cause the devils, that's where they thrive. Well, I don't think the Rangers have had the puck enough. The devils have had the puck. They've won pucks. And when they have it, it's tough to, you know, it's tough to take it away from them. Um, so I think New Jersey, New Jersey has dictated the game, but it's because they've had the puck all game. I, you know, the Rangers can't get into the zone. They, and, and they weren't able to get it deep. There was no forecheck. Um, the Devils were able to fly out whenever, you know, basically whenever they wanted. They, you know, it was interesting. One of their best ships came on on the shift where Hughes scored the breakaway. You know, the, you know, Kako took the shot. Nice save. You know, it gets to the net. Um, was it Kako or Lafreniere then who, who sent the puck through the crease? And then Siegenthaler just kind of backhands it out. And here's Hughes just streaking down the middle for a home run pass. So, one of their best shifts was was a shift early in the game on which they were scored upon. So uh, they 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 didn't do enough of anything in game four. They just didn't. Mr. Game Sturkin. four was the worst. Game four, far and away. Yeah, Mr. Sturkin was fine. You know, he didn't have a lot to deal with. And and again, we're talking about the Rangers playing poorly. And source of optimism, I guess, is playing that poorly. You're still one one, um, but you've got to score. You've got to do something. And and when. Again, it goes back to a lot of the season when the power play wasn't working. The top, the top six, or really, it was it was the one unit power play before they got Tarasenko. But you know, when the when the power play wasn't going, then those guys weren't going five on five. You know, it, you know it's it's symbiotic for them, and, and and they you know they it's it's too simple to say they need Mika to take over, but they kind of do. You know, and look, they need more from Kane, who, you know, was very good in game two. I thought he was fine in game three, not a presence at all in game four. They need a little more from Tarasenko, I thought, you know, from last night's game. I thought, you know, it dropped off a little bit. This, again, this is how they're built. They're built on their stars. I, I think I said, I did, I, I wrote before the series that this, or, or I think in my cup preview that this was going to be a referendum on on the construction of this team. And and I think it is. And, you know, not to get into the whole thing again, but um, they don't have a shutdown line. They're not built that way. 
Um, and they they couldn't, and, and again, they, they couldn't do that at the trade deadline. You know, they, they weren't going to, you know, there, there, there's too much to do to, to, to restructure the team at the end of the season. You know, you know. At uh, that point, you just go all in on it. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I think, you know, if they lose this round. Um, yeah. You know, well, you're going to, you know, there's going to be a lot. That's let's not go there just yet because we can open up that can of worms and we actually have to. My also my biggest thing is I feel like there's there's been a lack of aggression as well from the Rangers in, in games three and four. And that ties into the urgency thing. And I've seen some discourse online uh, about the Rangers lack of response with when Nico Heischer went into Shesterkin. Did you think that was a little strange or how did you say that? Yeah, I didn't really either, but I, I understand. Now, he didn't into him. He lost his edge, he, you know, and, and what? Someone's going to jump on him and, and we're going to be, and they're going to uh, be in the box for four minutes or five. You know, you have to, you know, you, you have to maintain some, some discipline there. Um, I think, you know, if, if, if a Ranger had jumped Heeshear there and, and gotten a double minor or gotten five minute major, you know, people would have been saying, well, you know, what is that? I think that, you know, I, I don't think they, I think actually they, they probably jostled Shesterkin a little bit less last night than, than they had um, the first few games. I, I don't think they got to the net as much last night as they did in, in in game three, but, but, you know, back at the other end, the Rangers weren't getting to the net at all. Going back to, you know, something I said earlier, Schmid's been good. He has, he has tested. I mean, he, he's, he's playing with a ton of confidence. He's giving them a lot of confidence. And I, and I think too, when you go back to the first two games, you know, Vanacek just didn't play well. He, he didn't, he, you know, he didn't really make a significant save. And when your goaltender is playing like that, it's impossible to play with confidence. So I think that played into the way the Devils looked in the first two games also. Um, I thought, you know, look, and I, and I'm not here to, to second-guess Lindy Ruff because he's, you know, he's, he's got his team back 2-2, but I thought he should have made the goaltender move after the first game. And I understand, you know, Vanacek had a terrific year. You, you go with the guys who got you there. But again, the playoff, it, it, it goes so quickly that, you know, one game too late can be one game uh, fatal. And but it wasn't. I, you know, but Schmid is giving is is playing with confidence. Devils look organized in their own end. But again, where you know he hasn't been forced to go side to side much. He's made a, he's made a couple of rebound saves. Um, They've shot it straight into his chest more often than not. But you know, he's a big guy, and they have to figure it out. Um, but but there but there's very little. Sust- there's been no sustained pressure against him. None. You know, you 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 know, in the first two games, and it's and certainly in the first game, you know, where, where Kreider called it um rolling thunder, where it's just one line after another. He got the puck in, he forechecked, he took the body, created a chance, next line came on, and 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 you know, it was it was just momentum generating from shift to shift. The last two games, there's there's been none of that. And and there was, you know, and you know total absence of it in game four. Yeah, the, the Rangers have to, you know, the, the Rangers need to decompress here today and figure it out and get back to work Wednesday. Well, game five is Thursday at Prudential Center and what seems like the Rangers home ice in New Jersey. Larry Brooks, we'll talk with you uh, after the series ends. Thanks for coming on. All right. Sounds good. Not good. Not good enough. Not even close to good enough. All right, a lot of negativity on this podcast. So I had to flip the switch a little bit to a guy that Rangers fans love because he gets them going. 
for playoff games, sometimes regular season, but more importantly, playoffs, because it's a different vibe when this guy, Grammy Award-winning opera singer John Brancy, they call it the Brantham now. Have you adopted the nickname the Brantham, John? I didn't know that. No. <laughs> That's nice. I, I like that. I like that. The the sound of that that sounds that sounds a uh, little Brantham. Jake, are you sure that's not just you that uh, called Rangers fans on Twitter? I saw were saying Brantham, so I'll yeah, go by okay. Rangers fans on Twitter. Maybe it's a limited. Maybe I did oh. see that. I don't know. I, I I can I can embrace it. I can embrace it. Get the T-shirts, bro. You know you can visit johnbrancy.com or listen to your albums on Spotify wherever you listen to music. But yeah. you could also uh, make shirts called the Brantham. And I like to call you my better looking doppelganger. Um, so there you go. I, ha- I have been compared to you. That, yeah. that is true. That People is see true. you in the streets like, is that the pod father? Oh, no, that's, that's Sean Brands. It may just be our our uh, our barber, right? The, yeah, that might be it. Yeah, we got the fresh Gillette shave going. Do, do you get recognized like in the streets by Ranger fans ever? And yeah, they... yeah. I, 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 I'm sort of incognito when I'm on on the street. I've got a pair of glasses on and, a, and, a, and my Rangers hat. So it immediately, you know, it's my kind of Clark Kent look. So, I, I mean, I, I've gotten recognized uh, here and there, especially here in the uh, in New Jersey where I live um, near Montclair. I'll be on the train, the NJ Transit going in and, you know, there's Rangers fans and they're like, oh, my God, it's it's you. It's you <laughs> like, yes, it's it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it is I. Yeah, it's um, I. John, just back to last season's playoffs when you really just kind of put yourself on the map with Rangers nation, please enlighten the fans and and us. We don't really know how this whole booking of the national anthem singers go, but was it on a game by game basis? Did they book you for the entire playoffs or did it just kind of spiral once it became clear how much fans really enjoyed listening to your rendition of the anthem? Well, I mentioned this recently to somebody and, um, my anthem that I sang uh, in February, actually, it was a Feb- it was February 2022, was the first time I ever performed for a professional sports team. And it was the first time I'd ever attended a sporting event at MSG. All of the things kind of, I think, coalesced and became one really incredible and fortuitous moment for me in my life and in my career. And I, I brought some of my uh, my colleagues, my my friends who were opera singers to some of the games, some of the playoff games. And, you know, we're always dealing with different types of audiences and people. And there's something unique and very special to being the Rangers um, anthem singer, because first of all, it's, it's the garden, you know, and you get to be at Madison Square Garden and singing where so many greats have performed, you know, over the, over the, the decades. And then there's this kind of energy around, obviously, the team and and the sport. I, I, the one thing that I find that's really encouraging for me as an artist is um, is the kids. You know, how many little kids and, and young people that are coming to these games that have no idea what opera singing is. And I'm giving this rendition of the anthem that really is 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 that it's operatic and so all of these things kind of coming together and then playoffs last year i had had booked work during that time so it was it wasn't the easiest thing to to manage and it it was definitely something that um i'm looking at now in terms of my my career and and balancing where where i am and and how i'm how available i am for the for these opportunities especially during this time but now i'm I'm bringing the same energy 
you know, I, I am, I, I, these last two games, I, I went on the ice and, um, I had this, you know, same energy for the team. And it's, it's, it's interesting to, to feel a, a different, because I think last time we had a, um, they broke their all time at home winning record in the playoffs. We're not in that right now, but if there's anything that I can do, maybe I need to, maybe I need to slow it down a little bit. Cause I, I always take it so fast. You know, it's 90 seconds is my, is my sweet. You're perfect. We, we got a puck to drop. We got deadlines. You know, I think you're good. Definitely don't change the speed. You're all, you're all good. <laughs> do they give you a time limit or are they like, you got to cap this at 90 seconds? Like, do they have a stopwatch going? Cause you know, in football, Super Bowl, you bet the over under on the national anthem. It's an actual bet. So do you have like a set time to do it? No, I, well, they, they, they always kind of give me the over under at rehearsal. So, and I'm always, I, I actually am really frequently at 90 seconds, like exactly because I take a, a specific tempo and, you know, some of the training that I have with singing, it's sort of in, in classical music, you know, metronomic, there's the metronome. So timing is actually like strict, but no, I, I, it's not, it's not, I don't need to be 90 seconds, but it is nice that it is for them 90 seconds because then they can go to commercials and i think that's why they've aired it more times than a lot of you know it 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 seems to me because it's a quick quicker anthem do you get nervous or like playoff game i mean i would imagine the nerves shoot up a little bit but you seem pretty pretty chill when you do it yeah i mean i i'm nervous backstage i'm jumping i'm like breathing deep and doing all the things that i know kind of keep the nerves in you know because i you want to utilize those nerves. That energy is actually the energy that you want to put into the, the performance. And I've, I've honed that over many, many years now performing. And it's something that you can actually like bring into your voice and into the quality of the, of the, of the performance itself. There's like different techniques to uh, performance techniques to do that. Have you had any interactions with the players? You know, it's funny. I'm entering on the side of the uh, opposing team. So I'm always with the opposing team. <laughs> I'm trying not to make eye contact. It's just, it's a weird kind of like beginning in some ways. I kind of wish I was on you know with the Rangers, but then they come out in their their area, you know. But yeah, I've made I've made some you know hey how you doing kind of kind of things. <laughs> some small Rangers. talk. Yeah, some small talk. Uh, like uh, Keandre Miller and I, you know, we we said hello to each other, and he's like, you know, he 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 complimented me at one point. Aww. But I saw like Igor running around like warming up one, one day. Cause I come early to do the, the war, the, the rehearsal and he's just like jogging around the Delta lounge area. And I just like, I, I like saluted hey man. him yeah. and he saluted me back and he just yeah. kept running. <laughs> <laughs> Have you sang the anthem anywhere else, any other games, arenas, anywhere else cool outside the garden? Yeah. Um, I did one jets game last, last, uh, last year. I would be down to do more games i would I like different different arenas and different places for sure i'm kind of excited for the world cup coming to the the states um and i know that you know um metlife is going to be i think a pretty big location for it as far as i know um and then also the olympics in uh, 2028 in in la i'd love to be associated with that in some some fashion is there as an opera singer someone like you want to collab with like are you do you look at like andrea bocelli or like josh groban or those like your idols in the industry and people you'd work with because i imagine you're not like yeah i want to collab with drake 
Like who who are the kind of artists you'd be surprised actually. <laughs> I mean it would be cool to collab with Drake, of course. No, no, for sure. Um I think yeah, I, I, I have a lot of respect for Bocelli and um and Groban and you know it's really cool that Groban has made this uh move into musical theater. He's now Sweeney Todd on Broadway. Shout out to Sweeney Todd. I haven't seen it yet. I'm I'm really excited to, but shout out also to Gaten Matarazzo, who's from Stranger Things. He's a big Rangers fan, actually. He sung uh, the anthem himself, and he's in Sweeney Todd. Um, and we've, we've done some voice lessons together. We met at the playoff games last year. He's a great, great young singer. MSG yeah. celebrities connected. That's right. That's right. But he, he's a sick season ticket holder, actually. He's a big fan. So. Oh, yeah. He's been at almost every game. I feel like they show that's him right. all the time. That's right. But, yeah, I mean... I know Bocelli's coming in, in, in December. He's, he's always doing these holiday tours. I'd love to sing with him someday at MSG and putting that out there. I think that that would be a lot of fun, but in terms of like, you know, who would I love to collaborate with at the, at the top level? I think for me, it's kind of, I'd love to, I'd love to sing in movies. I think that that would be really interesting. I'd love to work with, uh, like the likes of Michael Giacchino who is uh, the composer of the new Star Wars movies and also the, the, the Batman soundtrack and tons of other stuff. He's, he's a really, really incredible um, composer. And then I think when it comes to singers, I think that uh, a voice can be added to a, like mine can be added to a lot of different types of music. And I also think that, you know, bringing back the tunes, those, those older tunes into the modern era you know, like, like New York, New York, for instance, that I do at MSG and also songs like Mac the Knife, which I've recently performed and stuff like that. It's, it's, there's a big opportunity right now because I don't know a lot of people who are sort of carrying that torch into our time. Additionally, I don't know many guys from Jersey who are doing it because there was a lot of, there was a lot of them from this area in Jersey back in the day that, that sort of made up the Rat Pack. So I'm, I'm exploring that repertoire and in terms of collaborations, I'm open. I'm open to collaborating with a lot of different people. All right. He's putting it out there right right now. John Brancy. You can follow him on Twitter at John Brancy. Listen to his music. See him at the Rangers games. John, I'll close it with this. Uh, a little fun here. I actually sang in an opera voice in fourth grade or fifth grade in between acts in opera Yankee Doodle Dandy. So I, I want to try to bring back for a quick little nugget the opera voice and see your reaction. No, to no, 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 no. That was actually pretty good. Stop. I thought I want to see. Press stop. Press stop. Just recording. take a nice deep breath before you do it, dude. Hold on. Oh, this, my God. This, please. No. You might be you might be surprised, Molly. It's, you no. know, I, I do freestyle rap as well, but I won't do that. No. But uh, let, let's yeah, I kind of want to do New York, New York for just no. four, that's it, just four lines. Can I uh, exit out? No, don't exit. <laughs> you, might, you might be impressed. Yeah, you have to know. stay on. This is, a voice, this is officially a voice. I don't, lesson. I don't think I can look him in the face while he does it. I'll, I'm going to do New York. Yeah, don't look in the face. I, I already feel weird. Look you looking at this. All right, here we go. New York, New York. Here we go. Three, no. two. If I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere. It's up to you, New York, New York. It's pretty good. Not bad, right? I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It wasn't that bad. But you got. You got to let it out. You got to let it out. You're holding it back. Can you give me the four lines and we'll close I it could, out? With I that? could. I could. So let's hear it. If I can, whoa, that was a little, too loud. A little further away, a little further. If away. I can there it is. make it there, I'll make it any.
anywhere, it's up to you, New York, New York! And the garden goes crazy! That was a lot better than my rendition. Yeah. I can't believe we just did that. <laughs> That's what we like to do. John Brancy, we'll see you at the garden, hopefully, uh, for the next few games, maybe around two, and thanks for coming on up in the blue seats. Yeah, thank you for having me. I thought we weren't sharp. I think the first two games were much sharper, a little crisper. I don't think we had that the, the last two, so focus on getting back to that clean, clean crisp game that, uh, that we had in games one and two. As a group in here, we, we can definitely be a little bit better. All righty. Great stuff there from uh, John Brancy's. That says goodnight to episode 123 of Up in the Blue Seats, our Rangers podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me in producing the show. You can watch us on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Give us a thumbs up. Comment below. Are you worried right now about the Rangers or is this playing out how you expected it? Comment below and make sure you follow that up in the Blue Seats playlist. And if you're an audio person, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review. Follow Molly on Twitter at Molly Walker. That's two E's, two R's. And follow me at Jake Brown Radio. Is it a bad omen that you had a book of hotel in Raleigh already, Molly? Is that is that jinxing the Rangers? Or uh, I, I know you got to do it, you know, to get the room reserved and get your nice hotel. But uh, I hope you didn't just mush the Rangers. Yeah, no, we d- we've done that every series dating back to, to last season. It's just kind of something you've got to do in order to secure your place at the hotel of your preference. So I don't think that's a jinx or anything. It's kind of just a part of the beat writer life. <laughs> All right. At least you've done it before. So that makes me a little less worried that you mushed it. For Molly Walker, Larry Brooks, John Brancy, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back after this series ends now. We will not be here Friday, but next week when the series ends, We'll recap and hopefully be looking ahead to round two. The Rangers can close this out. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Up in the Blue Seats.